Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. A new study says there's a large jump in the amount of farmland owned by out-of-province investors. University of Regina sociology professor Andre Magnon says most investor purchases are 39% higher than other arm's-length buyers and 72% more than intra-family buyers. Ownership restrictions were relaxed about 14 years ago in Saskatchewan, and he did a comprehensive study. We found that investors increased their holdings quite rapidly between about the mid-2000s to 2014. We, uh, we came up with a list of about 37 investors, everyone from wealthy individuals to pension plans to private trusts that are interested in investing in farmland. And uh, we determined that they owned, in 2014, about 840,000 acres of land, which was quite a drastic increase from about 10 years before. So how much of an increase? Uh, Well, uh, it's actually something like a 16-fold increase from 2002, uh, but that's really because the rules uh, on who can own farmland changed in 2003. Uh, At that time, the government decided to open up farmland ownership to people outside of the province, not to non-Canadians, but to other Canadians in other provinces. And so at that moment, you started to see some more interest from out-of-province buyers. And so it did increase quite rapidly in those years. What impact is this having on the price of land and existing farmers? I think it's having an, uh, definitely having an impact on farmers in certain parts of the province. Uh, another of the findings that, that we have is that this investment activity is um, a lot higher in some rural municipalities than in others. And we think that certainly in those areas, it can be having a, an important impact. In some years that, that we looked at, in certain uh, RMs, uh, investors were responsible for between 10 and 20% of all the, the farmland acres bought in a given year. So we believe that in, in those circumstances, um, investors are having an impact on the market. We also found that investors on the whole seem to be paying more for, uh, for farmland than other types of buyers, even when you uh, control for the value of the land. So we compared the amounts that investors are paying based on the uh, assessed value of uh, land, and we uh, we compared that to other buyers, and we found that investors were paying about $240 per acre over the assessed value, whereas other uh, other non-investors were paying only about $96 per acre over the assessed value. You say Saskatchewan has 16 high-activity RMs. Where is the most interest for the from these out of province investors? It's a little bit scattered here and there, but there are certainly some RMs uh, to the south and southwest south and southeast of Regina that have seen uh, a lot of activity. There's another kind of pocket of activity, I would say, um, southwest of uh, Saskatoon. And then there are a few other RMs scattered here and there where, where there seems to be a bit more activity. The largest private investor you mentioned is Alberta-based Robert Angelic with 160,000 acres and 78 Saskatchewan RMs. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of people would be surprised to learn that this one individual 
owns that much uh, land. And this is really a kind of investment that is not restricted or regulated. In, in 2015, the government decided to prohibit pension plans and larger trusts from purchasing land in Saskatchewan. But there's nothing preventing a, a wealthy individual from anywhere in Canada from buying as much land as, as they like. And so Mr. Angelic is an example of a, a wealthy individual buying up quite a lot of land. Your study points out in the high-activity RMs that investors paid more per acre, and I understand the numbers are something like they paid 39% more than other arms-length buyers and 72% more than intra-family buyers. Yes, that's right. With the, the data that we had, we were able to compare different types of transactions because they're coded based on whether the buyer is an investor, uh, an, an arms-length buyer, or whether it's a transaction among far- family members. It's not very surprising. I don't think that the family type transactions are typically for lower values, but the fact that investors are paying more than arm's length buyers of different kinds, I think is significant. Solutions? Well, I think this is something we have to continue to to keep an eye on. My sense is that the level of investor interest has probably gone down a little bit since 2014. But I think investors and investor activity is probably here to stay. So I think it's important to keep doing these kinds of studies so that we can get a clear picture of who's buying what and where. And hopefully that'll inform the public debate on how we should regulate farmland ownership in the province. Any suggestions to the government on regulations? Well, I think we have a good set of rules in place for the time being. But, you know, depending on on how the trends evolve over time, it's something that uh, we may need to look at every now and then to make sure that I think that the goal of any policy should be that family farmers are able to buy land to expand their operations and to do so at a, a price that is fair and is based on the sort of supply and demand dynamics in the agricultural industry. University of Regina sociology professor Andre Magnon is co-author of a report on investor purchasing of Saskatchewan farmland. The report was released today. The NDP is calling on the SAS party government to solve a mess around farmland drainage. Agriculture critic Kathy Spruill said in the legislature yesterday she wants the government to get tough with those who perform illegal drainage. For years, neighbours have been pitted against neighbours in costly court battles while this government has refused to properly enforce and address the backlog in claims. Across large swaths of the province, this year's runoff is projected to be worse than average. So instead of just hoping it will all be magically different this year, when will this government do its job and properly enforce the existing laws instead of pitting farmer against farmer? Environment Minister Scott Moe says the government has held extensive consultations on drainage and has introduced new legislation to resolve the issue. It's this government, Mr. Speaker, that started consulting back prior to 2012 with ag groups, with municipal groups, with conservation groups, with respect to the ag water management strategy here in the province of Saskatchewan. We followed that up with regulations and now introduced legislation. Contrary, Mr. Speaker, to 16 years prior to this administration being here, Mr. Speaker, where there was absolutely nothing done with respect to ag water management in the province of Saskatchewan. Environment Minister Scott Moe spoke in the legislature yesterday. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says the new Provincial Lands Act is now in effect. 
He says the legislation modernizes the regulations around 98 million acres of crown land administered by the provincial government. Better protection for crown land by providing uh, government with the ability to to uh, respond and take action when land is being misused, such as uh, now we will be able to issue immediate stop work orders, which we could never do before. Uh, it creates a framework for Ministry of uh, Agriculture crown leases to be used as uh, uh, security for loans uh, for those with uh, that hold leases and uh, uh, it increases the time period of uh, certain long-term leases where significant investments are possible such as for instance wind power developments and and things of that nature that uh, that require long-term leases so this was done to modernize the lands act yeah, that's right. Uh, the, this act has not been fully updated since the 1930s, and, uh, you know, the act was originally drafted to help with settlement of the West and and did not account for the issues that we encounter today. Uh, you know, uh, that is things like stop work orders and, uh, and so on. In those early days, uh, oftentimes uh, changes to the land were considered improvements, but we don't necessarily view it that way anymore. We... Uh, We take a lot of other issues into account these days, like ecology and environment and so on. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were showing some upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $1.30 at 483.02. Oats gained 529 at 176.24. Number one red spring wheat went up a dollar ninety seven at two thirty two twenty five. The rest were unchanged. Durham two seventy four eighty two. Feed barley one thirty one fourteen. Flax four sixty eight ninety six. Yellow peas three oh six forty nine. Feed wheat one thirty six forty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was down one cent a bushel at five thirty and a quarter a bushel. Chris. And now the latest livestock report. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 14th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 90 cents to a dollar. D3 cows sold from 78 cents to 90 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from 95 cents to a dollar 15. We had a hot sale here last Monday in Weyburn. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 16 cents and sold it to two dollars and 34 cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 13 cents and sold it to two dollars and 20 cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and one cent and sold it to two dollars and 12 cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar 89 and sold up to two dollars and six cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar 82 and sold up to a dollar 90. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar 69 and sold up to a dollar 80. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged a dollar 60 sold up to a dollar 64 and steers over 900 pounds averaged a dollar 54 and sold up to a dollar 58 depending on the weight break heifers are about 15 to 20 cents back from the steers this has been stephanie digg reporting from the Weyburn livestock exchange 
And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Monday and are expected to sell around 7,000 head today, selling in a range of 168 to 170 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week will sell in a range of 63 to $77 per CKG live weight. Lean hogs today are trading higher and the Canadian dollar is down 25 basis points, trading at 0.7415 cents US. Cash hogs Friday were up 87 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was up 48 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $28 per head black. There was excellent foreign demand for U.S. pork in January, up 20% compared to 2016, and exports have remained strong during February and early March. Coming up, the farm weather forecast.